I brought you some cocoa. Oh, thanks. My own recipe. Took me 1,200 years to get it right. 1,200 years? That's right. You know, I must say, you look pretty good for your age. Thanks, but I'm seeing someone in wrapping. Shut up and three bit more popcorn. Shut up and three bit more popcorn. Waka waka, guys. Welcome back to another special Christmas edition of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. It's your boy Nicho back at it again to talk to you about 2006's Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. So we'll get you some hot cocoa and some uh, Rice Krispie Cocoa edible treats. You know what the ones I'm talking about. Yeah. And come back after a word from a sponsor. Look at you there. You can't pull a seat in the corner for children. Like I said in the intro, we're going to get into 2006's Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. Now, if you're like me, you grew up in the 90s and, uh, you know, maybe around second, third grade elementary, you know how they usually bring in the TV and let you watch a, a holiday movie because, you know, it's right before Christmas break. And uh, this movie was always, always being played uh, around that time, around that and. Uh, I'm going to say this movie, I mean, the original, the first film, sorry, sorry, sorry. The first film, The Santa Claus, which came out in 1994, that one was always being played uh, back in the day when I was in elementary. Uh, the sequel, part two, came out in 2002, and the third one came out in 2006. By this time, oh man, I was already... I think I was like 19 when this movie came out, so I was just, you know, my first year of college and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, the the film series was always, was, was meaningful, you know, because, like I said, you know, I grew up watching The Santa Claus, you know, during Christmas break and whatnot. Um, a lot of people, uh, well, as of now, uh, there's a series on Disney Plus called The Santa Clauses, which goes into a lot of what happened after this film. Uh, in this film, and as I'm trying to uh, kill some time, as I'm trying to bring up the Wikipedia, uh, in the second film, Scott Calvin uh, has to basically marry before Christmas Eve uh, for him to keep uh, being Santa Claus. And so he's now married to the new Mrs. Claus. I'm played by Elizabeth Mitchell. And like I said in the second film, he has to marry her. And now, I guess she's a school teacher for the elves because she's talking about uh, the Christmas 
I guess, I don't know, she's teaching these elves, and she's talking about, uh, I guess, when she was pregnant, she was delivering a package before Santa or something like that. Um, it gets kind of crazy, hectic, you know, close to Christmas time for Santa Claus. And so he's not only doing that, he's dealing with Jack Frost. Now, Jack Frost, along with the other legendary figures that for some reason all decided to go hang out at the North Pole or have the meeting of legendary figures, you get uh, the Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, Cupid, Mother Nature, and Jack Frost. Jack Frost, um, I don't know much about that character other than the fact that uh, Michael Keaton played him as a snowman. Uh... <laughs> But apparently, I'm a t I'm just going from what I think. And don't get all butthurt if you if you know more about Jack Frost lore than I do. <clears throat> but he's basically he basically wintertime, you know, freezes Arctic chill, whatever. And uh, as of I'm recording this <laughs> before the uh, next Texas freeze or whatever people are freaking out of, uh, you know, he freezes pipes, you know, causes uh, you know icing roads, all that wintery shit and so i guess he feels rejected or he doesn't feel as an important figure especially since you know christmas and and winter go hand in hand so he wants to he basically wants to fuck things up for santa claus <laughs> he want he, he you know he he somebody doo-dooed in his cereal i don't know so they have this meeting to try to discipline him santa claus who if you think about it in this time like Scott Calvin has really taken to being Santa Claus. Like, he's basically everything that Santa, you know, he's kind, he's, you know. Um, so he he decides, he tells him, hey, just let him help me, you know, we'll get this sorted out, don't punish him, blah, blah, blah. Well, he starts making, he starts fucking shit up. Like, he has his malicious intent because he heard something about the escape clause. And so he sees that as his opportunity to get rid of Santa Claus or take the the love or the the essence that people see Santa and for himself or whatever. Um, he tricks the elves. He tricks uh, elf number one into telling him how to invoke the escape clause. And he does it so slyly and then he goes about trying to find the snow globe with the basically... How you invoke the escape clause is uh, every Santa Claus in the history of being Santa, like every previous person that became Santa Claus, has a snow globe, I guess a memory or whatever, but it's a snow globe that represents them, whatever, in this huge room. And so to evoke, to to invoke the, uh, I guess I'm saying, I don't know if I'm saying that right, the, 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 the escape clause that Santa Claus has to hold their own snow globe and res and say, I wish I'd never became Santa at all, or whatever. So Jack, all he has to do is figure out where this room is and then basically trick Scott or Santa Claus into not being Santa Claus. Uh, but before that happens, uh, like I said, Mrs. Claus is pregnant. She's about to pop. She had maybe like one or two mishaps or false false alarms. Uh, she's upset. She kind of, you know, she misses her family because I guess it's called SOS, Secret of Santa, where you you can't really tell people you're Santa Claus. So she had to basically leave her family without letting them know what happened. And the the parents kind of feel like they, like they've kidnapped, or not kidnapped, but like, oh, you 
you can, you know, you're keeping her away from us, basically. Uh, and not knowing that's because, you know, they're magical, legendary figures now or whatever. Uh, so Scott, uh, so, you know, Scott's bringing them up to the North Pole. They have this whole ruse that makes it seem like they're, he's a toy maker in, in Canada. And, I mean, there's little people with pointy ears walking around. I mean, how do you not know <laughs> that these are fucking, like, not elves, like elf elves, but like children? Like, every, I like, that's the thing about this movie, this franchise, is that their elves are played by children, but uh, I think it was it was the first one where the chick's like, I'm 108 years old, or something like that. It was a funny scene, but, so yeah, so they're, and not only that, uh, his ex-wife and her family, you know, the Neil and their son Charlie, and, uh, or Neil is the stepfather to Charlie, the actual son of Scott, and uh, Laura, played by Wendy Crewson. I think that's her name, Cluson Cluson, and then her and Neil have their own daughter Lucy. Uh, to, I think it's weird that they call she calls Scott Uncle Scott, even though he's Santa, and they know he's Santa Claus, obviously. Uh, which is probably one of my favorite scenes of the first film is at the end is when they actually realize, holy shit, he is Santa Claus, and uh, Scott gives them the presents that they never got, which kind of made them not believe in Santa anymore. And I always like that scene. Shit like that, that's like, I want to say warms your heart. And I'm not going to get into the whole diehard Christmas theory, but like, shit like this, that's actually themes of Christmas, like family and, you know, Santa Claus magic and, and, and instant moments like, like that were never... I think it was like a Oscar Mayer weenie dog whistle or some shit. Like shit like that. That's a Christmas movie. Not some dude with a gun around Christmas time because, oh, come to the coast, you have fun. Because dudes, for whatever reason, need something that's theirs and identify it as theirs. And I, I mean, I get it. Guys, action movies, yeah, testosterone. But just because it's set in Christmas doesn't mean it's a Christmas fucking movie. That's my argument. That's always been my argument. That's always been my, 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 I guess, stance or opinion on the whole debate. I'm not going to get into it. You want to listen to that episode? Go to Extra Butter. <laughs> it's one of the very first Extra Butter uh, episodes. I've been thinking about updating it. I might even do an update. I don't know. But moments like that in this movie or in the first movie where it's like, it warms your heart, and that's the that's the I like that the whole Lucy warms your heart or warm magical hugs whatever. That that was adorable. That I mean I ain't gonna lie that was really adorable, uh, you know. But uh, so they also come up to the North Pole. Lucy is a very key element in this film because when we get to it, she helps save Christmas. So right now Jack Frost is quote unquote helping. And hurting the production of, of, you know, events and just fucking shit up. At the same time, he looks like he's making the moves on the mother-in-law. Now, the mother-in-law is played by Anne-Margaret. People may recognize her from uh, Grumpy Old Men, among other things. I'm, I, mean, I mean, let's bring up her little... What has she been in? Like I said, Grumpy Old Men, Bye Bye Birdie, Going in Style. Oh, shit, he was in that one. And uh, very, very attractive woman, uh, especially 
older woman, you know, I get those little, you know, I like them cougars. Uh, I lost my place. There you go. Um, so he's putting the moves on her, and he has her singing um, chestnuts roasting over open fire. And she says that line, Jack, uh, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. And it's almost like it's like kinky kinky sex talk, you know, like, oh, say that again, ooh, say it, say it slow, baby, say it slow, ooh, say it again, you know, but it's a cheap movie, it's for, you know, it's for families, or they they couldn't go too crazy, so I want to say Martin Short kind of, maybe there's some blooper reels, I don't know, uh, Martin Short, so funny, uh, so fucking, it's so fucking funny, um, her father, I didn't even get into that, Buddy, or Bud, played by Alan Arkin, he also, this is later in the film, he also has a little uh, crush, I guess, or, or uh, admire, admire, very very attracted to Mother Nature. Now, Mother Nature is played by uh, Aisha Tyler. People may recognize her from Criminal Minds in the new season on Paramount Plus, uh, Criminal Minds Evolution. Uh, very, very, very nice, uh, Mother Nature-wise. Oh, <laughs> and... Um, so now, tensions are getting high. Jack Frost is planting seeds of, you know, for his attack, I guess. I don't know. But there was an incident where Scott just gets frustrated and, you know, like families do around this time of year, they, they trick, tick each other off. And that's what happened. And he's frustrated. Jack, who at this moment found out where the room is and took the snow globe, tricks scott into saying the words i wish i'd never become santa claus boom they time travel back to 1994 but i guess it would be set 93 anyways the moment that scott became santa claus when santa claus fell off his roof this changes everything now they're both transported to present day and at this time it's almost like back to the future (laughs) Where uh, uh, Marty goes and or Biff goes back in time and changes everything, and now he's like Donald Trump or whatever. Uh, Scott, who still has who still has the the personality of like you know Christmas, it's, he's he's this businessman, I guess. You know, things took its course. He never became Santa Claus. Uh, obviously, he's been divorced, but his wife and new husband. Neil, they got divorced. I guess she's working at a diner. Anyway, he goes over to try to figure out what's going on. Charlie is just this rebel kid. Uh, and this is just a few like moments in the scene. But you get the, like, Scott, Scott, I mean, Scott. Charlie's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, cool. Um, his mother reveals to, uh, or no, Scott asks, well, where's Neil and Lucy? And she goes, they're at the North Pole. Where else? And he's like, what the fuck do you mean? Apparently, Jack Frost, who's become Santa Claus, has now made the North Pole a theme, uh, basically a theme park, Walt Disney, Six Flags. Uh, you know, come over here, spend your money. And we see it when he when Scott makes the trip up there that how he's almost disgusted at how the North Pole is now and how Jack Frost really, you know, like his... I guess his defense, not his defense, but in his mind, why deliver toys to people all around the world? Just have them come to me, buy the stuff here, you know, like, he makes, like, he has, like, this show, he has elf tossing contests, it's a, it's a crazy moment in the film, uh, 
but very, very, I would say predictable. Most by this time, you know, Scott kind of figured what the escape clause. I mean, obviously, he knew what the how to do the escape clause, but uh, uh, Curtis, who was the elf number one, I don't know if I brought him up, uh, played by Spencer Breslin, who was his right hand elf, whatever. Now he's just you know an sales associate of, of sorts and and tries to sell Scott something uh, some be on the naughty list or nice list some shit like that and then gives him a complimentary recording pin that records oh hey a message whatever um, he uses this uh, Jack almost like Rumpel I want it feels like Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> type of shit but Jack Frost says the words. And he, knowing, you know, he's fucking with Santa Claus, fucking with Scott, he just says the words, Scott secretly records them. And when this, I kind of figured that what was going on because he had the pen and he didn't make it obvious that he was recording, but Jack said the words twice. And then uh, he, as he's sitting down waiting, or he's sitting down, the security guards have him sitting there and watch the show that Santa, Martin Jack Frost is making. I'm all over the damn place, sorry. Uh he sees Lucy sitting there. Now, prior to his interaction with Jack Frost, he found Neil and Neil and Lucy, and Neil's just like, what the hell? What are you doing here? Like, almost like the original disgust he had to... I don't really think he had disgust, but, like, just that... Like, oh, what do you want? Like, you know what happened. Like, you were never around. That's why we got together, and then just, you know, shit between us went bad, whatever, because Charlie just didn't see me as his father and just rebelled, blah, blah, blah. Um, Lucy kind of just, because in the film, she's like, Uncle Scott, Uncle Scott. She loves him. They, you know, she hugs. She, she loves reindeer because she's in on the secret. Here she's just like, oh, hi, Mr. Calvin. Like, uh, can we go now? <laughs> and so now at this moment, they, they're sitting for the show. He sees her and he tells her, He's, you know, almost pleading with her, but just like, hey, I heard you like snow globes. There's a room over there. I know there's a room over there. It's a beautiful collection of snow globes. I just basically tells her what to do. He goes to get, you know, how to get in the secret room and grab Jack Frost's snow globe and to, to bring it to him. And at first she's, you know, standoffish. And then she realizes, you know, that she sees the sincerity in his eyes, I guess. And she's like, oh, okay, you're in trouble. Well, like, let me help. Uh, he, Scott causes a distraction right before the show starts. She makes her way up to the room. Uh, and then Jack Frost, uh, Santa Claus becomes this show tune Broadway musical performer and sings New York, New York, but substitutes the word New York with North Pole. So it's, it's like, I don't, I'm not going to sing. Don't worry about it. I suck at singing, but it's the New York, New York song. And, just substitute the words. Um, she comes down and she throws Scott the globe. Obviously, Jack Frost catches it. And then he's like, you think I'm stupid? I know what you're trying to do. There's no way I'm going to get... You, there's no. There's only a flaw in your in your plan here. And it's... Uh, I'm not saying the fucking words. I mean, he doesn't say fucking, but I'm not saying the words. And as he's holding the globe, he's like, you don't have to. He clicks that uh, recording device, says the words... And poof, they go back in time to when, uh, again, Scott became Santa Claus. And that's actually the same moment Jack Frost became Santa Claus. And he prevents Jack from saying and, and taking the coat. 
And then we see the cutscenes from the first film, or the cutscenes. We see the scenes from the first film, and that everything takes its course. Everything goes back to normal. Um, they finally everything goes back to normal. So then he hugging his wife, like, let's you know, we'll go ahead and confess to your parents. You know, I'm really Santa Claus. This is the North Pole. They meet all the legendary figures. Uh, and prior to everything that happened, Jack had frozen. Uh, Neil and Laurel, the Lucy's parents, and stuck them in a closet. Well, now, uh, every, like I said, everything's back to normal, and so they bring up the parents, and it's like, oh my God, Jack did, did look at what Jack he did, he blah blah blah. And J Jack Frost is like, y'all ain't the only way I can unfreeze them is if I unfreeze myself, and that ain't never fucking happening. And Scott looks to Lucy, he's like. Your hugs are magical. You, they're warm and fuzzy. <laughs> you warm, you warm my heart every time you, you, we hug, and you know. So that's the magical part of this movie is that Lucy now comes and hugs Jack Frost and warms his heart, and he completely changes. He's no longer this blue frost tip hair suit wearing, uh, blue suit wearing guy. Now he has a white suit, and he looks normal with his hair kind of combed over, pretty good. And he's happy. Everybody's happy. He has a group hug. Yay. And then, holy shit, I'm going to have a baby. Um, brush her in. And then, uh, like I said in the beginning of the film, she's having a, a classroom discussion. She's telling the story. And then in the door comes Santa Claus with a baby on his, <laughs> in his stomach or whatever, on his, on his chest, one of those baby carriers. And they named him after the grandpa. Uh, they call him Buddy Claus. So... The end. That's the end of this movie. Um, like I said, you know, they got the show called this. I haven't seen any episodes, I, and I've kind of, I, I should have brushed up on on the first two movies. But uh, seeing this, and I want to say Alan Arkin has passed away, but I'm not. I don't think he has. Maybe. Let me see. Nope, he's still around. He is. 88 years old wow um so yeah maybe he shows up in this film maybe charlie i don't know who exactly shows up in this film but i know uh by this by this time santa claus had two babies a boy and a girl obviously buddy um uh, but yeah i mean is it a fun is is it the best among the three no by far the first one is the best one by far uh, so among the three you know this one is is in third place so it's not a bad movie. I know people think, oh, you, it's the worst. It, it's just the worst. It's not just the worst film. It's like, you know, what's the lowest ranked film? out of? If you were to scale these movies, which one is in last place? And this one is in last place. Is it enjoyable? Fuck yeah. It's a family, you know, is it a family movie? Of course, yeah. Is it fun? Eh. Yeah, there's some funny moments, like the Easter Bunny trying to get a hold of the mother-in-law. Like, no bullshit, there's cutscenes, a blooper reel at the end of the film, and I don't know who, I think it said Jay Thomas, I don't even know who the fuck that is, let's see if we can bring up his shit, but he's like, he's doing some shit, like making the, making the mother-in-law feel, oh shit, it's this dude, <laughs> and he's, he's passed away, holy fuck, I didn't know he passed away. Instead of 2017, I know him from uh, this, the season of Mork and Mindy where him and his sister opened up a deli or something. 
Um, but he's been in a lot of things also. On, on the Love Boat. Oh, these are TV. These are something that says filmography. Anyways, he plays the Easter Bunny. Um, and he... I don't know exactly what he says. And it's not rated R stuff. It's not like, hey, I want to take you to the back row. Uh, he like carrot juice, some shit like that. And she's just laughing because she's like, she. you see the her being uncomfortable as fuck. And it's like, oh, like uh, maybe it's the makeup. I don't know. But... Um, but yeah, that's gonna be it, guys. Um, oh man, highly recommend watching all three films before you watch the series. Obviously, I need to catch up. I have seen the first one a million times, but I need to watch the second one. But maybe I don't. Maybe I just go in, you know, after watching this film, watch the. It's a six episode deal, so and I heard that they're gonna do a season two, so that's gonna be cool. But uh, yeah, stay tuned for the outro and some special Christmas. Wishes, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a genie. That is it, guys. That is the episode. Thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoy these episodes, please like and subscribe where you get your podcast so you'll always be up to date on the new episodes when they drop. Uh, as of right now, since I forgot to release an episode last Friday... I'm giving y'all a double dose. So hopefully you listen to both episodes. Episode 86 is Home Alone 4. This is 87. Both coming out uh, today, uh, the 23rd of December, two days before Christmas. Christmas, not Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. So with that being said, I want to wish y'all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And what is new what is on the verge what is going to be the future of shut up and refill my popcorn well let's do this i have finally made the decision to go ahead and end the season with this episode but i will release a best of 2022 season four and five now season four was part of last year uh i'm juggling with whether or not to include the whole season four or to just because I didn't do a best of a season four. I know I did a best of a season three. So I might just include the best of a, all of season four with all of season five. And start a new year with a new season, season six. So that's an idea and that's going to be some work. Which is no problem for me because you know what? I got half of it done already. So uh, I was thinking about doing a, a in-game watch along. You know, at new year at the Tony Stark snap or whatever. Um, probably not going to do it, uh, only because we have plans at night. So, um, if you want to do one in the future, or I don't know, maybe next year, I don't know. But as of right now, I'm just going to release a best of, of season four and five and best of, of 2022 and start a new season, season six in January. Uh, we'll still rocking and rolling to, uh, episode 100 uh, with this new idea of a best of episode instead of, I guess you could say, but no, it wouldn't be episode 88. But uh, episode 88 will be the first episode of season six. So that's the idea. That's the plan. Uh, I don't know. Did I wish a happy new year? Anyways, happy new year. I should say it now. Merry Christmas and happy new year. Um, other than that, everything else is the same, guys. Go check out uh, shutuppopcorn.com for little tidbits and whatnot. Uh, link tree with all the links to the podcast feeds for this podcast and extra butter. 
uh, my social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. You don't stop. So uh, if you do follow me on TikTok, first of all, thank you. If you follow me and discover the podcast and you dig it, thank you so fucking much. That's awesome. Um, I have been doing, I have was banned a couple weeks ago for streaming I guess it was a nude scene at Yellowstone. I was streaming Yellowstone episodes. Uh, did one this past week because I appealed that bullshit and I got approved. So I'm back on the live. Did one last week. Perfect. No incidents, no issues. I kind of blocked the the nudie, whatever scene that looked nudie. But there was none. Then they did a preview for uh, 1923. And I just went ahead and did another stream with that one. Long story short, I'm probably gonna continue that because they drop episodes and like you can play them whenever because they're streaming. Uh, but at the same time, I have been getting to Tulsa King and I'm down three episodes, so I might just do that. But with the holiday season and everything coming on, but everybody's busy, uh, that might be something to do uh, in the coming weeks. So again, go like and go hit up that TikTok, like, subscribe, follow me. I'm always doing goofy shit, and it's not ill-intended. It's you, humor and comedy. Oh, you hurt my feelings. Just come on now. Come on. It's comedy. If it made you laugh, but you know, people are so sensitive nowadays. It's 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 kind of sad. But uh, with that being said, guys, again, I thank you so much for checking out the podcast, checking out the episodes. Do me a solid. Holler at me on Twitter and let me know what you think. Uh, if you want to jump on an episode. You know, I'm open to, you know, people and, and I got some I got some people in, thinking about doing some uh, extra butter episodes with uh, just after the holiday season. So uh, what else is there to say? But spooning love from up above saying if you ain't laughing, you ain't living. Take care of yourself and the people you love. Nanu, nanu. Peace.